It's that time, the Betting Predators Podcast, where our main objective is hunting down the best bets for you. I'm your host, Sleepy Jay. You guys can find me on Twitter at SleepyJ underscore pregame. Joined here by the stats and analytics guru. We got Dan Rivera in the house. You guys can find him on Twitter as well at Dan Rivera 228. And we got the master of all trades. We got Jay Smoove in the house. You guys can find him on Twitter at Smoove underscore 702. And you can find us all on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. All right, guys, here we go. Going to go ahead and finish up the remainder of the games for NFL week number six. Smooth Dan and myself, we're going to go ahead. We're going to cover five games. We're going to go ahead. We're going to start it out with the game that's going to be played in London. So we got an early start time here between the Dolphins and the Jaguars. Jaguars in this game, they're going to be plus three. We have a total in this one of 47. Dan, I know you're feeling a little bit under the weather. Suck it up, Buttercup. Tell us what's going to happen here with the Dolphins and the Jags. I actually lean the Jaguars in this game. So you might be looking at the final box score, which it never tells all. And the final box score is screams Titans in a dominant win. Now that's fine and dandy, except for the Titans very early on had a turnover that got returned for a touchdown, putting this young Jaguars team in a hole. They had a Trevor Lawrence stuff on the goal line on a fourth down, which would have made it 31-25 end of the game to make the score closer. So I think we're getting a little bit of value this week. Now, it's only a lean just because, like I said, this is a young team going to London. And we've all heard the phrase, these teams need to learn to win. And I don't know if this team is ready to win yet. I do think the Urban Meyer news is blowing out proportion a bit because that's just what the media does and just piles on everybody. So on the film, I think the Jaguars are okay at least. And I don't trust Tua or Brissett. So I think the Jags could win this game, but I just don't want to bet it just because it's a young team in London. Yeah, both of these teams stink right now. Miami's lost four in a row. Jaguars, they haven't won a game yet. My gut feeling says the under is the way to go. 47.5 for both of these teams is a little bit high. Um, defensively, maybe they're going to they're gonna go out and they're going to try to really slow each other down. I mean, Miami gave up 45 points. Jags have just been giving up points left and right. But this is a game where the defense could actually make themselves feel pretty good about each other. I don't think the offenses can do that just because, you know, they're just they're that inept right now. So uh, it'd be the under for me, 47 and a half. As far as a side, no, I got no feeling on that one. The Jags are going to rip a win off here sooner or later. I don't know if it's this game, but, you know, there's no sense, you know, going ahead and taking a Miami team that, you know, you know how these games end, guys. I mean, it's it's probably one, two, three, four points. So, you know, why why sit there and sweat this one out when you could probably just play the under and, and maybe, you, you know, you feel a little bit comfortable. Actually, that line's 47, not 47 and a half, but still feel good at 47. Let's jump over to Bengals. Let's jump over to Lions. Lions going to be here at home. They'll be catching plus three and a half points. Uh, total of 47 and a half in this game. Uh, go ahead, Dan. I'll let you go ahead and talk on this one first. What do you got? I got the fact that I was very lucky to survive with McKenzie this week for a Viking survivor pick. That game was beyond frustrating if he took the Vikings in a survivor pool or if he just backed the Vikings in general. In that game, you kept seeing the Vikings move the ball, but what was happening was you had penalties, you had turnovers, you had a missed field goal. So that's a pretty phony final score. The Vikings' offense just could not finish drives despite the fact that they were moving the ball. Luckily, the Vikings' defense did their job, and the Lions' offense stinks. So we had that going. In terms of this game, the Bengals, you could argue, were very unlucky last week. 
or very lucky to be in there to start with. I don't know what you make of that Bengals game when you had, I believe, five missed field goals in a row within like a 10-minute time span. I've never seen that in my lifetime before. So I hope the Bengals bounce back this week. They can bounce back this week. I'm a little concerned that that loss to the Vikings, the Lions just don't show up this week as a heartbreaker. So I'll lean Bengals. I don't want to lay the three and a half because I don't trust Zach Taylor. And it's a different mentality to go on the road as a favorite. I don't know if this Bengals team is ready to go on the road and be a favorite. So I'll just lean Bengals. I like the Lions in this one plus the three and a half. If you're going to give me plus three and a half, I'll take it. Here's the reason why. We know that the Lions have been a scrappy team all year long. And they come up short time and time again. But I believe the last loss might have actually been the most painful and if you watched the post-game press conference with Dan Campbell, I mean, the dude was out there crying. Now, was he acting? No. Um, I think that he's shown probably over the first couple games of this season, like he's a player's coach. Like this dude wants to win, but he wants his players to go ahead and, and you know, have the have the you know the the feeling of joy of of winning, and uh, it's been stripped from them multiple times, and and they fought in every game. So not only do I think they kind of rebound here off that loss, but I think this team comes in here pissed off and looking to really put it all together. And I think the coaches are all going to be uh, on board, motivated. I'm guessing that there's probably a really good chance that the, that the Lions probably worked their ass off harder than any team uh, throughout the last week. That's just my feeling. And, and, you know, I, I feel like I'm pretty good sometimes putting myself into the mindset of the coaches and the mindset of the players uh, because I played sports and I know what it's like to lose big games. I know what it's like to, you know, have a week off and going into bye weeks and all that crap like that. Like, you know, I played my fair my fair amount. So my gut feeling says that the Lions come in here pissed off and ready to roll and, and really ready to get their first win. And Daniel brought up a good point, you know. Can we trust the Bengals? You know, after that type of, of game last week, I mean, that had probably a little bit exhausting for them too. But, you know, could, could we trust them to lay points on the road? Um, I like the Bengals. You guys know that. Um, I support them, you know, a lot this year. But it's not a situation that I want to go ahead and, 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 and dive in on them this week. So I'm taking the Lions. I like them a lot. I think that this is probably the most motivated team this week, probably the most pissed off. And I don't care how bad you are you're going to get a game from a team like that coming off of that type of an effort. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and do that. I'll take the Lions plus three and a half. Uh, let's jump over to Texans and the Colts. Dan, this is your Indianapolis Colts move. You also have an opinion on that one. I'm going to let you go ahead and jump in on this one first. Smooth Colts are going to go ahead and they're going to be laying 10 points in this game. They have a total of 43. We know what the Texans did last week. They played game and the Colts – well, I guess you could say they lost a heartbreaker. So, Smooth, I'm curious what you're going to do with this big number here. Yeah, it's one of my favorite bets of the week, and I'm taking the Texans with the points. Um, some spots, it's at 10, but I like it 9.5. You know, my numbers make it around a field goal game. So I like the value that the Texans are getting. And, you know, like you mentioned, Sleepy, both teams coming into this one kind of in a heartbreaking fashion with the loss. You know, both of them was up by at least, you know, close to two touchdowns you know, in the second half, um, you know, but I just like, you know, the spot that the Texans are in, you know, Davis Mills, you know, I backed him a couple of times this year and I was a little disappointed, you know, in the blowout loss that I was on them, 
you know, that they suffered against the Bills when they was getting about 17, 17 and a half. But, you know, looking back on that game now and seeing what the Bills have done, um, you know, after that game and leading into that game, I think they're proving to be one of the two or two teams, you know, you know, two best teams in the league or, you know, maybe the best team in the league overall. So getting blown out like that to the Bills isn't, you know, isn't that bad. But, you know, Davis Mills last week proved that he could, you know, move the ball, you know, on some uh, mediocre defenses, you know, throwing for over 300 yards, three TDs, and he had a QBR of about 81.4 against the Patriots defense that's pretty impressive that ranks, you know, seventh in yards per point and sixth in yards per play. So I think he'll have a similar type performance, you know, against a close defense that's coming in on a short week and also dealing with a lot of, you know, injuries on, you know, both sides of the ball, especially when we're talking about the offensive and defensive lines. And I don't think that the close defense is as, you know, good enough in their personnel and their scheming, you know, to take away, you know, one of their playmakers, you know, on the outside and Brandon Cooks, like Bill Belichick was able to do for the Patriots. So I think that, you know, the Texans could be live here to get another win, but I definitely like them to stay within, you know, 10 points, especially with such a low total as well. It looks like they're in a similar spot they, that they were in last week against the Patriots. So uh, I like the Texans and I grabbed the points already. Yeah, I don't know if I would want to lay this many points here with the Colts move. It's it's a high number, and you know Houston's got to be a team too that 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 you could tell that they're out there fighting, right? I mean, there, there's a couple teams that, that probably look like they you know will roll over, but Houston doesn't seem like it because they're just getting so much disrespect. It's a lot of points, and the Colts are coming off of you know a a, a tough loss. And I don't think really that they, that they gain anything from trying to put up a ton of margin in this one. You know, if they could get out of this game where they don't have to worry about um, Houston sneaking in the back door here or, you know, making a game out of this, maybe maybe the 10 points is just enough. I don't know about the three line that you have there, Smooth. That does seem a little bit low. Um, I know the, the Colts, I liked them a lot last week. I took them with the points because I think that they're finally healthy. And if you have a healthy Indianapolis team and, you know, you, myself and Dan, we all spoke about, you know, that we felt that the Colts would start out a little bit slow, that they had, you know, a little bit of a gauntlet there, you know, through the first four or five weeks. But these are the weeks where they have to win games like this is where you, myself and Dan, you know, this was like the bread and butter part of their schedule where it was like, hey, you know, they could rip off four out of six games and, you know, maybe they're, you know, six and two, six and three somewhere in that area. That's kind of what we were expecting. So. I don't want to give up on 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 the good feelings that we had in the beginning of the year because this was a part of the schedule that I know that we were all looking at, and I'm still looking at that. So um, I won't play Indy here. I don't think there's any way that they lose. I don't see how Houston upsets them. I just don't think they have the horses in them to go ahead and do that. But Smooth, I wouldn't be against taking the 10 points either. I mean, that's a lot of points to be laying right now with a team that um, could just be content getting a win and not really looking to put up any margin. There is a chance, you know, that they do, you know, overlook Houston and certainly that uh, they let down even off of, you know, that, that kind of let down performance. Dan, I'll let you go and rip and run. These are your Indianapolis Colts. How are you feeling about them this week? I am feeling like they are finally healthy. Carson Wentz has both working ankles. He's playing. He's not really on the injury report, but we all know how that will go or how long that will last. That could change next week for all we know. But I kind of disagree with you guys. 
Rodrigo Blankership was hurt, and he's been a big part of that offense going back to last year because what would happen was they'd move the ball and go for a field goal, and he was pretty good. This week was the first real time he let the team down and that they lost because of him. Those two missed field goals costed him, and like they weren't bad. He's hurt. They're bringing a, another guy on the team from the practice squad onto the team. So does Frank Reich go for it this week? If it's fourth and three at their Texans 35, do you see Frank Reich going for it more just because he doesn't trust his kicker yet? Why put your kicker in position when you can trust your offense this week against a weak Texans team? I know you can look at the Colts stats and just rip into them, but they played a pretty tough schedule. And I know I look at numbers all day, but a lot of people aren't contextualizing the, the fact that this team has played a pretty brutal schedule to start the year. They had the Rams, they had Seattle with Russell Wilson, the heartbreaker with Baltimore. I know Jacoby Brissett stinks, but even then, this team has got to start evening out. And I don't think it's a letdown spot. This division stinks. I don't trust the Titans to get separation here. I wouldn't be surprised if the Titans lose the next two games. And if the Colts win the next two games, they could easily be in first place at three and whatever. The Titans aren't a good team. The Colts aren't, good, aren't a good team. But the Colts are going to still be trying because they believe that they are still a division winner. And I agree with the fact. So I think you get a nice bounce back this week. The Texans are missing a couple of key guys on the offensive line. Last week was the Texans' chance to win. But they were, unfortunately, they did not end up winning. So I think this is what the Colts just need. A bad Texans team coming off a heartbreaking loss. While the Colts season is pretty much on the line this week, they can get some nice margin here to really turn their season around. Like you guys said, they played a pretty tough schedule, and this is the part where they can pick it up. I Do I want to lay 10 points, though? It just seems like a lot. I bet this game at 9 because we were under 10. I'll lean the Colts way at 10 points, but under 10, I have a strong consideration, especially at 9, to play the Colts. So I'll lean Colts at 10. All right, a lot of good information there. Obviously, we have some... uh some mixed opinions on that one it'll be interesting to go ahead and see how that one plays out let's jump over to cardinals and the browns this is going to be an interesting game here they're calling for some some pretty decent wind in this contest the browns are going to be at home they're going to be a favorite here minus three over arizona i bet you a lot of people are scratching their head over that one i don't believe that we are uh, 49 and a half as a total smooth you have an opinion on this game cardinals browns what are you thinking yeah, I think the wrong team is favored here, and I grabbed the Cardinals with the points. Um, you know, like everybody already knows, they're you know the last undefeated team left, and you know they have a good, a really good win this year uh, against the Rams when they went on the road and you know beat them by seventeen in their building. And you know, I just think the Cardinals—they're one of the you know five best teams, maybe three best teams in the league. Um, they have the better defense, um, they have the better offense, they have the better quarterback. And them getting points here, um, I just I think it's a, a disrespect a disrespectful spot to what they've been able to accomplish so far. And you know when you look at the Browns' wins, we're talking about wins over the Texans, uh, Bears, and Vikings. Um, you know the Texans, you know with Davis Mills came in there in uh, you know injury relief, um, he was still able to move the ball and you know with not much practice and not much preparation with the ones. And stay within the stay within that number. I think te- the Texans covering that game, and you know going up against an offense like the Cardinals. I know that the weather may play a big factor into that, 
But, you know, you know, the Browns, they get a lot of credit for their dominant run game, but the Cardinals run game um, is top 10 as well. And when you look at what, you know, the Chargers um, was able to do against, you know, this Browns defense through the air as well as on the ground with Austin Eckler, um, I think those same opportunities will be there, you know, for the Cardinals when we're talking about either James Conner, Chase Edmonds, and Kyler Murray getting involved a little bit in that run game. So, like you like you mentioned, I was one of the guys, you know, scratching my head looking at this line, saying how can the Browns be favored here? But, you know, maybe because of the weather and it favors their playing style. But, you know, you, when you're talking about the better quarterback, the better defense, and the better overall team getting points, um, you know, I would I would grab the Cardinals in. You know, this total opened up at a pretty high total at 53-54, uh, you know, bet all the way down to around 49 and a half. Um, look like it's still coming down. So if that's, you know, anything that I'm getting from that, uh, reading that line is that, you know, the, uh, a low, uh, a game going under, you know, t- back the better defense. And to me, that's the Cardinals and they're getting points here. So, you know, I just think the wrong team's favorite and you know, I'm, I'm taking the Cardinals with the points. All right. So smooth's going to be on the Cardinals there. I'd be with you too smooth with the Cardinals, but I don't want to go ahead and take the three. I feel like the safest bet in this game is taking the Cardinals and teasing them up, getting them up over a touchdown. Uh, You know, nine, nine and a half. I feel really comfortable with that. I don't believe Cleveland will get margin on this Cardinals team. I don't believe a lot of of teams are going to get margin on the Cardinals. Um, You know, and it doesn't matter what what team goes up against them. But nine and a half, I'll do that in a teaser. I feel pretty comfortable with that. The three, I don't like. Um, You know, it doesn't matter. Like, Cleveland wins by three. You know, what do you get? You know, you get a push. So it's, it is what it is. I think the nine, nine and a half in the teaser is probably the way for me to go. Uh, let's jump over to the last game here. We got the Raiders. We got the Broncos. Uh, Raiders have fallen on hard times. Uh, John Gruden, no longer the head coach of that team. We have a line in this one. Broncos minus three and a half. Interesting. Total of 44. I don't know which way you're going here. Smooth. But my guess says that there's probably a 99.9% chance that you have no problem laying the three and a half points here with the Broncos. And if if you are in favor of the Broncos here, uh, before I give my handicap, I'll tell you um, that I'm with you here. So I like the Broncos. There's no way that you could like the Raiders here, Smooth, right? 100% agree, Miss Levy. Uh, I'm, I'm taking the Broncos, laying the three and a half. I know you could have got it at three before, but... Um, you know, my numbers make this uh, at least Broncos uh, around a touchdown. So still think there's value in that three and a half. And you know, there's a whole lot to be said about the Raiders and what's going on. And, you know, a lot of people would, you know, look at this, you know, matchup saying, oh, the Raiders, you know, losing John Gruden. You know, they're going to rally like you see teams, you know, typically do, um, you know, when they lose their head coach. But I don't think this necessarily was a situation that's a, a normal type of firing of a head coach. Um Quite honestly, I don't think that, you know, if, you know, the, you know, the, the, the news around the Raiders wouldn't have gotten as bad as it did. I honestly don't think that the Raiders wanted to fire John Gruden or, or release him. Um, and to me, I, even before, you know, all this news came out around the Raiders, I wasn't really too high, you know, on their record um, because just about every game they played, I think I mentioned this, you know, uh, on last week's pod know that they were down by at least two touchdowns to to everybody that they played and they had a couple mediocre teams in there and the Dolphins and Steelers that they got down double digits to 
and they were able to come back in those games. But when they, you know, played a, a better team and a better defense in the Chargers, they just weren't able to. And, you know, this matchup with the Broncos, you know, I think they're the better defense and the better overall team, only laying three and a half at home, um, you know, especially with everything that, you know, the Raiders got going on, you know, on the field as well as off the field. You know, I just think the Broncos are the better team, and I see them winning by at least a touchdown, maybe even more, um, given that all the distractions that's going on with the Raiders right now. I wouldn't be shocked, move. this turns out to be the blowout game of the entire weekend. And I know that the Raiders could show up. They could rally around. And my question is, do they have a real leader that could actually take this team on their wings and, and, and rally the troops? And maybe Carr's that guy. I don't know. I mean, the Raiders started out really good. You were, you tried to alert me last week's move. You were like, look, like, I get it. You like the Raiders, and, and they've been good to you and all that, but just you gave me a lot of caution. And you were right. Like, and, and one of the things I did smooth was instead of me just going like full bore on the Raiders, I ended up teasing them because I felt like, you know, you made some really good points and I started to, you know, rethink and, and, and that's what we have to do. We have to rely on the people that, you know, that we rely on. So um, I, I kind of, you know, I came down off my bet a little bit, but still at the end of the day, I really like the Raiders for that particular game. I don't know how they're going to rally this, this team together. I don't know if they have the leadership. Um, the coaching is going to be a little bit of a struggle here. You got to go on the road in division against Denver, who um, Denver's got to get the ball rolling. And it seems like, you know, that they're, you know, getting a little bit healthier, I guess you could say. But three and a half, man, I I don't have a problem laying that. I have a feeling that this could be like the game where the Raiders offense and defense just completely falls apart and it turns into – you know, another Monday morning, here we go again with the Raiders. So I'd play the Broncos. I think there's a good chance that uh, that they blow this team out. Maybe even an alternate bet. You know, if you want to go ahead and try to get some big plus money, just, you know, make a little wager and, and maybe, you know, lay, you know, maybe lay two, three touchdowns and see if you get like, you know, some big plus money. Because I think that this is the one team that could, be absolutely flat you know if things just don't go right from the gate and that Denver defense is for real so we talked through those games that's our final five games for the weekend we will do our Sunday night Monday night podcast with Chris Dell and we'll also do our money picks pod as well but uh, that'll wrap up the pod for this one the guys uh, big thanks to Dan even though he's, he's he's playing hurt here so big thanks to Dan you guys can get him on Twitter at Dan Rivera 228 big thanks to smooth you guys can get him at smooth underscore 702 and big thanks to myself. You guys know me, Sleepy J. You guys can get me at Sleepy J underscore pregame on Twitter. And you guys can find us all on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. With that said, I'd like to wish you guys all the best of luck. Enjoy the games. <laughs>